Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. I don't know how long I will be. As TJ was saying, we were here last night praying. And uh, we just began to talk about what the Lord was laying on our hearts. And I I will tell you something. Um, Can I just, I mean, I'm going to be today. I'm going to be in a... I'm a pastor of this house, and I thank God for that. And I don't take that lightly. Let Can I just give you a little bit of instruction in your walk with the Lord? And many older saints do this, but younger saints, let me just tell you this. Like TJ was saying, we was in a moment of prayer and a time of prayer. And he don't know. he said he didn't know why, but the Lord just deposited something into him, and he began to write it down. Let me just tell you real quick, when you pray, it is important. When, when, you, when, when you come into a place of prayer, to be able to have something that you can write down or type into, because you'll never know when the Lord will speak. And, and how many has ever had this happen? Season saints, the Lord has spoke you something, and you, you get distracted, and you forget what he said. I know it's, it's small. It may seem insignificant. But I will tell you, when you come into this house, and I'm here praying, this book is open. Because I'm, I come in, I, I almost do it as a declaration. I'm, one, I'm going to hear from the Lord. So I'm going to open up this book in expectation that he's going to give me something to deposit maybe in myself or in others or in my family. So I'm just going to throw that in there real quick. But Mark chapter 11, stand quickly for the reading of God's word. Verse number 15. And they come to Jerusalem and... Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he would not suffer that any man should carry in any vessel through the temple. And he taught, saying unto them, it is, is it not written... My house shall be called a house, or called of all the nations a house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they may destroy him. For they feared him because all the people was astonished at his doctrine. And when he was and when even was come, he went out of the city. You can be seated tonight. Let us pray. God, we come before you. We thank you for your spirit that I already feel in this house. Thank you for the exhortation and testimony that Brother TJ gave, and I thank you for this word. And Lord, I ask that your word go forth tonight and penetrate hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, and the church says, Amen. We read here, Quickly, that Jesus comes up. He has just rode in to Jerusalem on a donkey. And this is the second time, many people don't know this, this is the second time that Jesus goes into the temple and casts the money changers out. Cleans house, if you will. Turn to your neighbor and say, he cleaned it up. He cleaned it up. And he's here again doing the same thing. But Jesus says something in this portion of Scripture. He says, Is it not written that my house shall be called of all the nations the house 
not a house, the house of prayer. So Jesus says, listen, the house, my house, is to be a house of prayer. So let's quickly just rehash, what is prayer? To the believer, what is prayer? We talk about this a lot in this church. It should be talked about a lot in every church. Prayer is communication and communion with God. It is relationship with Christ. It is, it is intimacy with Him. It is getting to know Him. It is getting to, to, to know the deepest parts of His heart. It's, it's connecting with Him, if you will. It's, it's deeper than, than, than anything that you could ever imagine. Prayer is something that also is where we can go into a setting and have a power and anointing and, and favor and blessing and joy and peace deposited it into our lives, right? Everyone agree with that statement? Prayer is a powerful thing. It is communication with God. But I want you to know something else about prayer. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4, many of you can quote this scripture, that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Here's what I want you to hear tonight. Prayer is not only, this is, this is nothing new, prayer is not only something that we use to communicate with God, to get to know God, to be intimate with Him, to, to know things that we did not previously know, or to allow Him through prayer to reveal things in His Word, but prayer is a weapon. Hear me tonight. What Jesus is saying in this portion of Scripture is, my house is to be known among all the nations as the house of prayer. What he's saying is, this is to be a house of communication with me. This is to be a house where, where I can come and meet my people and bless my people. Uh, but knowing the nature of prayer as believers, what he's saying as well uh, is this is a place, stay with me here, where we fight our battles uh, and this is a place uh, where we make war on the enemy. Hear me tonight. Because we already read in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 that our weapons are not carnal. Why are our weapons not carnal? Ephesians 6 tells us this. Finally, my brethren, in verse 10, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Catch this. Why, why are our weapons not carnal? Why are they not carnal? Because it says here in Ephesians 6 and 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Hear me tonight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Prayer is not only a weapon of defense, it is a weapon of offense. Prayer is what we use to tear down, as 2 Corinthians 10 says, to tear down strongholds of the enemy. It's mighty through God to the tearing down of strongholds. But we see that in this text tonight that the house that is supposed to be a house of prayer, a house not only of communication with God, but a place where we fight our 
our battles, a place that is known for wreaking havoc and causing warfare against the kingdom of darkness. Uh, it's full of stuff. Hear me tonight. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going to challenge us. I'm going to, to call us to arms, if you will, tonight. Because what happens is, is Jesus walks in to the temple and he says this. Listen, this stuff cannot stay here. This stuff cannot go. Or this stuff cannot stay. This stuff has to go. I, 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 I can't do, we can't do what this house was intended to do with all this stuff in here. And know what's crazy is the temple is symbolic of many things. But we know through the writings of Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 that we're all the temple of the Holy Ghost. So just imagine as this physical temple that Jesus is clearing out is your life. And he says, listen, I want you to understand this. This is a house of prayer. This is not a house, catch this, this is not a house of entertainment. This is not a house where you can just do what you want to do. This is not a house that can be congested and full of things of this world. The Bible tells us in the writings of Corinthians as well, uh, that we were not given a spirit of this world, uh, but we have been given a spirit uh, from God our Father. We've been given the Holy Spirit. Uh, and what has happened in the church, what has happened in our lives, uh, what happens even in my life, uh, is things try to enter into this life, uh, this temple, uh, and try to take away uh, not only my defense, uh, but my offense. What the enemy tries to do to the Christian life is disarm you. Because if you're not communicating with God, you're not receiving power from God. If you're not receiving power from God, then prayer is not going offensively for the kingdom of God. Hear me. So you say, what, what, what does all this mean? If you read in our text, what Jesus comes in and does in the temple is he exposes the junk. He exposes the junk. Really, what happens is, how many know this world is full of junk, right? Everybody raise your hand. Just class participation. Make me feel good. Raise your hand. This world is full of junk. Thank you, Justin. Justin smiled at me too. And that was very nice to him. So, so I, what I want you to understand is that this world is full of junk. But, but again, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal because we do not fight against flesh and blood. I want you to know that this nation is bickering over politics right now because we just had an election. Things didn't go the way that some thought it would go. Others thought it would go one way and it didn't go this way and it didn't go that way. I want you to know that people can have political agendas. But I really want you to understand that it's not a man-made agenda. What is going on in this world is that the enemy is trying to twist and manipulate and destroy this nation that has preached the gospel to other nations for so long. What the enemy is doing in this nation, it's not just junk on the surface. What we've got to start doing, people of God, hear me, as parents, as grandparents, as leaders in our church, as young people, we've got to start seeing past what we see in the physical and we have to realize that there is an all out spiritual attack not only on the church but specifically the people of God I will tell you I was in this place last night me and brother TJ and, and, and we 
we, we began to pray and there was just such an atmosphere. The Lord was just here automatically. And I, I love when that happens. It don't always happen that way. But the Lord was here. But in the middle of me praying, Sister Mary, I began to, to look up. And I, I, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to be very, very honest with you. And you can think I'm crazy. You probably think I'm crazy and I don't really care. But what happened is, uh, Sister Sarah, as I began to look up and I could see a cloud in this sanctuary. And it was a dark, it was a thick cloud. And the Lord began to deposit some things in my life. And he said, what the people of God do not realize. Jade, they've been saying, I've heard this. I've even said this. The last two years, three years, I'm so tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I'm so wore out. I just don't understand why I have no energy. I have have no drive. I'm weary. I, I feel so heavy. It's so hard to pray. It's so hard to read. I've heard this more in the last two, two and a half years than I have my entire life. People say, I I just, I can't explain it. And what the Lord began to tell me is that the enemy has been placing a spirit of weariness and heaviness on the people of God. And what he's doing is he's trying to convince the people of God that this is just a physical thing. You just need to change your diet or do this or do that. That may be true in the physical uh, but I want you to hear this preacher tonight Uh, I know I may sound out of my mind uh, but what is attacking the church uh, especially uh, the people of God in this assembly uh, this this is an attack uh, and it is not a physical thing uh, it is a spiritual thing uh, trying to disarm uh, the people of God in this house hear me tonight I'm just going to tell you like it is. I, I began to see this cloud. I began to feel this heaviness. And the Lord said, you hear me. Just as I walked into that temple, he said, I, I exposed some things. I, I, I lit up some things. I, I revealed some things. And in the Bible, he began to show me. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus was in the synagogue. And then a man possessed with a demon began to manifest. In Luke chapter Thirteen. Jesus is in uh, the synagogue again uh, and a woman comes up to him that has been bent over for 18 years uh, and what Jesus says uh, is this woman is not only sick uh, but there is a spirit on her you say what What are you trying to say with all this spiritual stuff here's what I'm trying to get you to understand uh, that the enemy will operate even in the house of God don't fool yourself He ain't afraid of a steeple. He ain't afraid of that cross. What he's afraid of is when you begin to pray and seek after God and you stand up and say, you know what? I'm I'm sick of all this junk. Hear me tonight. Jesus in the temple because of the spirit and the anointing that was on his life, he began to expose the enemy. Began to expose the plans of the enemy. Began to reveal these are people. These are people that sat in the synagogue. And you're trying to say, are you saying that people are possessed in our church? No, 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 no. I want you to understand that that the enemy is trying to oppress the people of God even in the house of God. Hear me. But Jesus did not only expose. He expelled. He did not only expose, he expelled. He dealt with it, Justin. 
He got rid of it. The Lord began to speak to me as I was praying here last night. uh, And he brought me to this portion of scripture in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28. And before I read it, I want to tell you this. uh, I want you to understand that we, we as Christians need to become more eternally minded. And we need to become people that are willing to say, God, open my eyes so I can see what you see. Because how many knows that what we see in the physical is not what's always going on in the spiritual? Scripture gives us evidence of this. For example, 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha's up on the mountain. The Syrian army surrounds his mountain. His servant comes out and says, hey, we're surrounded. And Elisha says to him, he says, there's more with us than with them. And he says, what are you talking about? And he said, God, I pray that you open up his eyes. And God opened his eyes and he began to see in the spirit that there were angels camped all around them ready to come down on the Assyrian army. So we have to realize that there is an unseen world and we can no longer ignore it. Sometimes, for some reason, Christians get all, oh, well, you talk about demons and you talk about, listen, I I want you to hear me. Hell has no power over you. Stop thinking that he does. Hear me. I'm just, I'm teaching you for a moment. Stop thinking that the devil has authority over your life because he doesn't. Stop letting him think that you have, stop, 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 stop thinking that he has authority in your home because he doesn't. If he has authority in your home, it's because you've allowed him. I'm not saying on purpose. You've allowed him to come into your home. That's why it's so important to protect your home. Because the Bible tells us in Matthew 10 and 28, this is Jesus. He says, and fear not them which kill the body. Who wants to die tonight? I don't. Someone come in here with a gun? I'd be afraid. For them to hurt my family, to hurt anybody in this church. Hear me. But he said, don't fear them which want to kill the body. They are not ab- but they are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both your soul and your body in hell. He said, fear the devil. And you say, what? what? I thought you said the devil has no authority. The devil has no authority unless you give it to him. But Jesus... Hear me tonight. This is what we have to get to. They'll come to the music. I'm, I'm, I'm done. You can play something if you want. Maddie, you can play something. Here's what we have to understand. Is that the Bible tells us that the devil is, is prowling like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And he says, you need to. You said, but what, what are you talking about this fear thing? Jesus says, listen, you need to be mindful Not just of your body, but you need to be mindful of your soul. Because that enemy is out there like a lion and he's seeking a way into your house. He's seeking a way into your marriage. I'm not here to intimidate. I'm not here to... But what I'm here to tell you is that Jesus will expose these things. And I'll just tell you clearly, the Lord told me last night. He says, you tell them that I will expose the thing. He said, but I am leaving it up to them to expel it. What does that mean? Is he saying, I will show you what it is. What's trying to come against your home. What's trying to come against your church. I will show you what it is. But you're going to have to decide if you will clean the house. 
Jesus knew the problem in the temple and he got rid of the problem. And church, I know, I know we live in a society that teaches us in the Christian world that God requires nothing of us. It's wrong. There's literally denominations that believe you don't, you don't need to do it yourself, but there's a priest that'll do it for you. I want you to know when Jesus said it was finished, the veil tore. Why did the veil tore? Because on the other side of the veil was the presence of God. And what he, Jesus was saying in his death is it is finished. What he was saying is, I give you access. Listen, I love you all. But when the enemy's trying to get a, a hold of your home at 2 a.m., you can call me, but I, I, can't, I can't be there. Johnny on the spot. I, I, I can't live with you. I'm sorry. I know you really want me to move in. I can't live with you. You've got to know how to fight for your home yourself. But you can't properly fight for your home if you don't expose, allow the Lord to expose, and through the power of the Holy Ghost on your life, you expel that thing. I don't know why the Lord told me to preach this but or, or talk about this. But I, I, I had a heavy burden last night. Because the Lord began to tell me there are people that are unknowingly opening their homes. So they don't even realize it. They're opening their homes. And the devil's looking for that opening. And he said, you tell the people, you watch what your children watch. Parents. Who pays the bill for your children's phone? You need to know what's going on. I know kids probably don't like that, but guess what? It's mom and daddy's job to create a man and woman in you. Because, the, I, I, Marcel, I, I tell you, the Lord told me. He said, people are un unknowingly, they don't even realize it. They're opening doors for the enemy to come in. You better watch because the devil's not out to just destroy your home. He's out for your soul. Young person, I, I could be totally, I'm just, I'm just, you have to be careful who you hang around with. Who you let close to you. And you may have to cut some people off from having influence in your life. But hear me. Why was it so significant that Jesus cleaned the temple? Because something was coming. Jesus was about to go to the cross. The veil was about to be torn. And he was about to rise from the dead. As Brother TJ was saying, I believe, as he said, 
I was talking to a pastor. Pastor believes this as well. We are on the precipice. Of a breakout of God's spirit. We're either going to. It's all or nothing. I'll just tell you. We're in a, a very pivotal season. As a people of God in this nation. We're either going to make this thing through the power of God. Or we're going to break it. We're going to mess it up. we got to be careful. But you want to know where revival starts? With me. You know where revival goes next? Your home. And you know where revival goes after that? Your church. And when revival gets in your church, then it goes to your city. But I don't, I don't know what it is. But I love you tonight. Ask the Lord to expose it. And you expel it. And you can say, well, I'm just... I, 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 well, I struggle and I, listen, you take authority in the name that is above every name. You, church, we've got to get some gall back in us to stand up and say, I remember mom anointing the doorposts of our house. If we got to get up in the middle of the night and anoint our children, do it. Do it. Because there's an adversary it's trying to load your life full of garbage. And you can't go on offense. And you don't have a defense. You're depressed. You're anxious. You're wore out. Why? Because there's too much junk. You're worried about too much. Got too much going on. Sometimes we just got to cut it off and say, it's just me and Jesus. Let him expose and you expel. Deal with it. Deal with it. Because I'll tell you, Jesus cleaned the temple because there is something coming. As John said, the, the Baptist said, there is one that's coming after me that is mightier than I. And he, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Something I want to see as you stand with me tonight. Something I want to see is those kids next door. You know, they're grade schoolers, right? But you know what I want to see, Brother Justin? I want to see them filled with the baptism of the Holy, the Holy Ghost. They don't have to wait until they're 25 or 30 or 35. I want to see them filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want us to start fighting not only as moms and dads, but as families. I want my children to know how to get a hold of God. I want my children to know how to pray. I want my children to know how to worship. I want my children to know how to get a hold of God. Because there's one seeking to destroy your soul and to get into your home. But listen, we have to say, not today. No, 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 not today, not tomorrow, not ever. And I literally heard the Lord say this, Sister Mary. The Lord told me, and I know it sounds corny and it sounds weird, but I, I, told, I told TJ this. I said, the Lord told me to break the devil's back. I said, what? That sounds so cheesy. I'm going to break the devil's back. Yeah, it's so cheesy. And he said, because if you break his back, he will no longer be able to move in your life. The enemy has been breaking. This is the Lord here. He was telling the enemy has been breaking families for centuries. 
when will families begin to break him? Listen, church, you're powerful. Not because you did anything, but no, because Christ has done something in your life. And it's time for the church to get spiritually confrontational. And when the enemy comes, expose and expel. When he comes after your children, expose and expel. Don't deal with it. Parent, put your foot down. Say, no, we're not watching that. Well, I love it. We're not watching it. Well, I'm talking to this person. No, no. They don't love Jesus. And listen, parents, there's a lot of people that say, oh, I love Jesus. You better find out. I tell our young people, you go on a date, you put your hands across the table and say, hey, pray. I want you to pray. They said, what? I said, because if they won't pray for you now, they won't pray for you 20 years down the road. First date, pray for me. I remember I called Sierra up just to see if she would. And she did. And she's sitting on the other side of the phone praying, and I'm on the other side saying, I found her. She is it. Ava should be happy about that. That's the reason she's here. But don't play with, listen, don't, don't play with spiritual things here. We would be amiss to act like there's no spiritual world. It's realer than this one. Protect your family. Protect your home. Protect your territory. Fight for it. Fight for the kingdom of God. Hey everyone, uh, Cameron here from PTC Ministries. I'm so glad that you could join us today uh, for the message here. Uh, I hope the message touched you uh, in a personal way and that you could take that and mold that and move it and let it move you in your life. And as you can continue your walk with Christ, continue your walk with us as well. Follow us, uh, click in the link below in the description there. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Uh, I feel like a YouTuber here, but don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel to uh, stay connected with us. Um, and thank you for joining us.